Well, I'm not running to the chopper. I'm listening to Sean Geek Podcast on SeanMcKinsey.ca. Do it now! Okay, now now I have a question. Todd, we grew up on that one of Dad's favorite guitar players was Jerry Reed. Jerry Reed, that's one of my favorite songwriters. Oh Isn't my god, awesome? that guy can play guitar, man. You ever see the one with him and BB King? Yeah, on YouTube? I saw and it. Going back and forth. Mm-hmm. Fucking love BB King too. He has a sweet touch. Yeah. I've seen BB. I've seen BB three times. Every. Really? Oh God, yeah. Never saw him. You've never seen BB? No. Oh, it's a religious experience, honestly. I believe it. I like the part I saw him live, and he goes like, he's playing the guitar, and he stops, and the music's still going, and he just goes like this. And the whole place starts screaming. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, bows, he bows down. He's like 80 years old and bows yeah. down in his chair. Wow. And it's just got, he's got vibe, man. Yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah. And, and yeah. I know you. Coolness matters more to me than fast technique. No, no. And you can watch as many YouTube videos, but if you're actually in the room, there's this, I don't know what they, it's like this thick feeling through the room. And it's just like, it's like, you know, when you watch, like, you see the Southern Baptist church where everyone's just, you know, getting. Yeah, away. I saw Prince live. So I know what you're talking oh, yeah, about. Okay, there you go. It, it's the it's same that. thing. Everyone's brain is hanging out yeah. there. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen's <laughs> like that. When, Oh yeah. My friend, the singer of uh, X Idols, when he we saw Van we we saw Van Halen in uh, 2007, and he plays Cathedral, right? That part. Oh, yeah. And Gary, yeah. he died. He committed suicide. But before he died, two years later, he died in 2009. But he uh, he um, said about Eddie Van Halen, he goes, when he goes into Cathedral, the whole place this is at San Diego or at Los Angeles Arena. You know. Okay. He goes, uh, the whole place got so quiet. And, and respectful, it goes. It was. It's like it's the equivalent of watching Mozart on stage. That's mm-hmm. Eddie Van Halen. It's a big deal, man. Wow. <laughs> he's right there with BB King and Mozart. Uh, I remember when but Jerry was- Reed, dude. Jerry Reed. Oh, Jerry Reed's awesome. Yeah, he's really good. I love Jerry Reed. He, he's, he's bound one. down. Come, I can play that on banjo. How come people don't talk about him now? I do. Like, why? I talk about him all the time. Ask my wife. I talk about him all. Good. You time. should. You should. Yeah. I want to cover Eastbound Down. Yeah, do it. Yeah. Well, on banjo, because I've been practicing on banjo. Oh, man. Yeah. Uh, you can have like, the effects that. in the background. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Oh, My man. friend's a trucker now, so he talks He talks about that. He said he's a trucker because of that movie. <laughs> you know what? When he Because was, of Jerry Reed. He wants to be Jerry Reed. When he was in Smoking the Bandit. Yeah. That's what I'm talking I was, about. I was... I think we were aware, Todd. I'm pretty sure we were we were aware of Jerry Reed before that, and then he's in this movie, and I'm like, oh my god, Hollywood is taking in Jerry Reed. Oh, I had no clue, and and it was like, oh my god, this is this is kind of cool. Well, Dad, I had no clue who Jerry Reed was. I just thought he was like the coolest character in that movie. It was oh they don't do they? Well, they're gonna know about the snowman now, (laughs) right? It's like totally, yeah, or. He gets in a fight at the bar. And yeah. He goes, "How'd you do? I lo- lost as always." <laughs> <laughs> just love yeah. that guy. He had a natural comedic timing, which he actually yeah used. He has charisma. Music. Oh yeah, all dude, over charisma. Roy Clark, charisma. Yeah, all the Baby King charisma. Oh my yeah. god! I remember Dad used to have uh, one of those old I, consoles I, that were uh, those consoles. God, from the fifties or sixties, and there were tube amps basically. The turntable and the radio and stuff. Two bands. Yeah, and my dad, my dad had his bass, and he'd he'd have Jerry Reed or or Gordon Lightfoot or whatever he was listening at the time, and he'd have it plugged in, and it had the sweetest sound. This console. Oh God! And then he went and sold it. I can hear it right now. And bought one of these Candle or Lloyd's or whatever stereo, so thin and sterile, and oh, it was just horrible. (laughs) So I have have a question for you. Actually, it was. Yeah. I was, was going to say, uh, solid state or tube amps? 
Which do you, you know, prefer? Everyone always says uh, two bands, but I, I'm like my music. I'm variety guy, so I actually like uh, whatever I, last I used. Like that that amp over there, the Fender one right there. That's mm-hmm. tube. You can see the tube right there. Oh, yeah. you, you know, if I got closer. Right. And I, I'll use that, and I'll compare it to my Line Six, and I have the same patch that's supposed to replicate that. Doesn't sound anything like it, nope. but it has its own sound too. Right. So a sound is a sound. I always put it in the guitar player's hands. You either kick ass or you don't. That's the way I, like David Lee Ross said, if you can't do it on a, a, a square stage with a, with a microphone, then you can't do it. If you need all the lights and all the, the, the bombs, then you can't do it. Right. If you, you could, for instance, when I played my Mexican Strat, right. And I was playing in Tucson. All I could think was I could have brought a $500 guitar, but all these drunk fools, they don't, they, they don't, they're not, they're dancing boogie nights. There's no doubt, you know, or whatever. Right. And they're, they don't give a shit. No, nope. not at no, all. Not at all. They would give a shit if I was hitting all the wrong notes. See, that's what I'm saying. You can either play or you can't play. If you're playing a song, you didn't learn a song. You didn't learn a song. Dude. Right. Well, Eddie's you know? guitar, Eddie's first so, guitar was just a bunch of pieces, right? Like, yeah, it's a, exactly. You know, and, but the way he plays. Here. Yeah. The way he plays. Yeah, and he picks up an, yeah, and he he play with old strings. So I tend to do that. Never change my strings ever, you know, unless they break. Right. So because because of Eddie Van Halen, he says, "Oh, I played him. I play with my old strings." He doesn't even use a freaking tuner. So when on Hot for Teacher, I'm not actually in tune to anything. I'm in tune to them, which is a little bit out of tune. Yeah. Isn't that funny? So I tuned up. Yeah, so it'd be funny. exactly like that. Well, you try. You and- don't even know what trouble I went through on that thing. I didn't even mention it in the other uh, podcast. But like, I practiced the drums. I I, I said this part. For a year and a half. Yeah, for a year and a half. Because yeah. I couldn't play dr- double bass with any real comfortability where it looks like, you know, I look like Prince, like I'm falling out of the chair, you know. So, but I wanted to look like I'd actually, pl- I-, I wanted to actually be able to play that way. So I went. You wanted I- to look like Nuno playing double bass. Yeah, I wanted to actually be able, but also I wanted to be, I wanted to be able to, uh, I thought Nuno did a hell of a job, but I wanted to be able to play double bass so I can write songs and have double bass in it if I wrote it in my head. So I wanted to actually be able to play that for the cover song. That was just an excuse to learn, but I practiced so much during the summertime. It, it, it was so hot that I would sweat and I actually got a big ass boil, like the size of a fucking half of a softball. <laughs> it. Ass. it was horrible. That's I, how much I practiced. I even, and I had a, I didn't have a real drum stool. Matter of fact, my wife barely bought me a real drum stool like last Christmas. <laughs> it was last Christmas. Otherwise I'm playing on a little regular stool that kept on breaking. Oh God. But anyways, I played on a kid's stool before that when I was uh, practicing hot for Waldo. It didn't make it to the video. And, uh, you know, for the kid's drum sets. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it broke in half <laughs> from me going back and forth with my leg like that. It actually yeah. cracked and I fell on the ground. I thought that's going to be you a great that in the video. You weren't I gotta, recording. I got to tell this. And I always said, I'm going to tell this story one of these days. So people know that I did that. This is the time. All the cassettes of the glam metal bands Do you still talk about the early 90s Right before all the grunge fans Want it, need it, love it Do you crank it on a hot summer night? I want to know Do you use it just to get your head right? Leopard on the family van Did you just cover your walls and ceilings with posters of glam bands? Want it, need it, love it Do you still have all your vinyl tears? Got metal health but do you got to? I wanna know You play guitar
When, when I was younger and all I wanted to do was play with my brother, I looked up to my brother. He was like, he was the god. Like, I'm the older brother. I know what you mean. Yeah, where are we? Everything, my brother copied everything. I started getting into boogie boarding and stopped playing guitar for like six months in the eighth grade. So did he. <laughs> so anyway, so whenever we'd, we, he, he would be graceful enough, or uh, grateful, I'd be, I'd be able to play with him. He'd say, hey, let's jam. And I'm like, oh my God, I can play with him. I can play with him. So right, I'm right. behind my kit and he's like, what do you want to play? I'm like, anything you want to play? Anything you want to play? He's like, let's play YYZ by Rush. <laughs> oh my God. I'm, like, like, I'm the one from Van Halen. <laughs> and I'm like, YYZ by Rush? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's one of the most amazing things ever. Neil Pert here. Oh, he's awesome. So I always say Neil Pert, but I guess it's Pert. But I've I've always yeah. heard Pert. I didn't yeah. know. Yeah, it's Pert. Yeah, Pert. I've always Canadian said Pert. Yeah. Huh? You thought it was Pert? I always said it was Pert. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I always said it was Pert, but I believe I saw him say Pert, and I was like, whoa. whoa. <laughs> <Oops>. <laughs> A few rock stars that that I always thought that like Juan Crucier. <laughs> oh, it's Crucier. Crucier. Yeah, and like, I think it was like. Crucier. Klaus Meinen or whatever it was. I, I was like, is that what it is? Yeah. <laughs> or what's the guitar player uh, of, of Scorpions? Klaus? Uh, Rudolf Not Rudolph. Oh. The other guy. Oh, Mat 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 Matthias Jobs. Oh. Matthias Jobs. I was like, what? I still actually, I forgot which one it was, but I remember hearing his real yeah, name. Yeah, yeah. Matthias. Oh, yeah. Matthias. Yeah, and I was always was, was Matthias. Yeah. I didn't know. Yeah, I was just reading it, you know. Oh yeah, of course. Yeah, you actually reminded me. I was talking about Rusty Matthias. That's the guy I was on on a podcast with. And what the hell we were talking about now? That guy had an interesting perspective. I don't know if you ever. You should go check this guy out. Uh, He's been in like a million bands. He's recorded. He's toured. Uh, He toured with the Pixies for for a while. And Pixies, yeah, I love the Pixies. That's my favorite band. Number one. That's your number one favorite band. Absolutely. Oh, I love the Pixies. Amazing. Okay. The Breeders. Yeah. Oh, Breeders for sure. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love the Breeders. My, oh, I just my... remember that guy's name for the uh, Trans-Siberia Orchestra was uh, the other singer that always sings with Jeff Scott Soto, Joe Retta. Joe Retta. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And he just put out a, he's, he's singing for some guy's record on uh, Frontier as well. You guys check out those Frontier stuff, I suppose. Oh, right? Frontier's good. Yeah. Frontier's got a lot. Because well, they always have all the hard rock. They're like the only label that puts out new hard hard rock. yeah I, I, got, I got a big question all, all, their, all their singers are very trained though that's the only yeah. thing is i kind of i love that that you know jeff scott soto ronnie james dio stuff operatic well i i, I pissed off ronnie james dio once <laughs> oh. i was doing disco with uh jamie brown from boogie nights it was the boogie nights and uh we were playing at the playboy mansion and we got to shake uh um, Hugh Hefner and his wife and his two children. Which wife? Which wife was married. It? Which wife was it? Do you remember? <laughs> Which it was wife? a regular. It was a regular lady. It wasn't when he was married oh, to three girls. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and and it was for the Children of the Knights Foundation, which uh, Ronnie James Dio always does. Yep. And he came up on stage, and I know the be- I know the Wait, beginning this is of at uh, the Playboy Mansion. Yeah, at the Playboy Ronnie Mansion. James Dio played the Playboy Mansion. No. Oh, okay. He came up to make a speech for the children. Oh. He's raising money for the for the runaway children in Hollywood. That's the yeah, ch- yeah. Children of the Night Foundation. Yeah, that was because he's, he's he's a saint like that, you know, Ronnie. Oh, yeah, he is, yeah. And anyways, he came up on stage, and I went Bring, in my afro. I go bra, 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 and and he looked over and went like idiot, like looked at me like I'm an idiot. And Jamie Brown puts his hand on my guitar <laughs> like that. <laughs> and anyway, and uh, we last in line. Was that you trying to do? Yeah, yeah. I played the beginning, and he got he got he looked at me annoyed. And uh, oh, anyway, come on. Yeah, and he was with Vinny uh, Apice, you know, uh, Carmen's yeah. brother. Yeah, yeah. And I'm hanging out with him afterwards. He's super nice, real easy to talk to. Like I, I always act the same. I don't give. A he's he's a good boy from New York, isn't he, Vinny? I don't know. I don't know. Is he? Yeah, he's a good Italian boy. I think. He was nice as hell. Yeah. Anyways, I go. I was talking to him. We we're hanging out for a while. Then I finally said, I'm gonna say it. I go, hey man, when I played last in line, uh, uh, 
Ronnie got mad at me and gave me a dirty look. And he goes, and he goes, yeah, he's sensitive about his original music. <laughs> Isn't that funny? Oh. And I go, so which is it? Is it is it pronounced apathy or a piece? And he goes, funny you say that, because me and my brother are making a DVD or having, we're having a competition. It's going to be a, 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 a or videotape at the time, I guess, a, um, a competition, a drum off. And whoever wins gets to choose because he pronounces it apathy or vice versa. Yes, I pronounce, pronounce it a piece. Yeah. They don't pronounce it the same. No, they don't. And he goes, no. whoever wins, uh, it has to be pronounced. They get to choose how it's pronounced from now on. That's what yeah. he told me. Funny, huh? Wow. Okay, so here's my Carmen, a, a, a PC or a, a piece, whatever. My when I when I decided when my dad bought me a drum set when I was 15, it was the Carmine Apice drum method book, and I still have it to this day. And that's how I learned how to play drums. Was it came with? What, remember? Do you remember when they had Blue Murder? Blue Murder, yeah. It was like one of my favorite bands oh, yeah. ever. But do you oh remember back in the days, the they didn't have vinyl, but it was like in the Mad magazines. They'd have this, this yeah, record. the loose that one. Was, yeah, it came yeah. with that. Like a guitar player, and it yeah. was like an hour. I got Steve I like that blue powder or something. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah. that's how I learned from from him. That's how I learned how to play drums. Like, well, that guy played on Paul Stanley's solo album, so he's obviously going to be good. And yeah, that, he wrote. Do you think I'm sexy? Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, <laughs> which I, I we used to cover in the disco band. Of course you did. Plays go crazy. How could you not? All the girls would be taking off their clothes. <laughs> There's footage of that stuff where all the girls uh, have their leg up on the stage. It, it, I mean, if you look on my channel, it's Disco Inferno. It oh, was yeah. our pro. It was our promo, and all the girls. It's at the at Rhino Room in Huntington Beach. Nine hundred people, right? And it's packed, and the footage is on there. And we even play at I'm the. I'm literally uh, looking it up now. Okay, yeah, Disco Inferno. Still, That's a uh, Adam Shore is the singer. He was the original singer of Warrant, the one who. Him and Max came up with the name Warrant. Oh, here it is. Oh, my God. Oh, this is hilarious, dude. <laughs> yeah, the, the, on the big stage, there's like a big, gigantic outdoor concert stage. With oh, this is like a whole hour-long concert? No, it's just a, it's like a 10-minute promo or 15-minute promo. Oh, no, but yeah, it was an all-night. We played three sets. It looked like you guys, though. Is it <laughs> Disco Inferno? Church. Well, Disco Inferno, formerly the Aphrodisiacs. Virtual oh no no i played in the aphrodisiacs too that's chicago there's two they would name that there were so many bands at one point we'd all share names oh sure sure no but if you go on my channel disco inferno's on if you go on my videos music videos section it's like at the yeah. very bottom oh is that the very bottom right. yeah like the second to the last or last i put the cover band stuff last you know yeah wow but on, in the video that you're, you're looking at the girls are all in the front row they all have their legs up on the stage with their mini skirts and they're like showing their panties. And I even, I'm even like making out with one of the girls in the video while, with my Afro on while playing guitar, <laughs> doing the guitar. So. Oh, I'm going to have to go through after. It was wild. You have so that's much. What I, I, I don't drink anymore, but that's when I used to drink. Cause they, the alcohol was free and I was Oh yeah. You know, 23 at the time, 24. Um, well, I was going to ask you about one of these things here. Hang on. Dr. Funkenstein was one, if you see the video for Dr. Funkenstein right there, that's also one of the disco bands, but it was a funk band for Jamie Brown. Okay, so you got a tab here, the Hollywood Sunset Strip local band scene. Dirty Trick. Oh, no, it'd be above that, where a it says, uh, keep, S for speed. Uh, official music videos. It's like the third one. Oh, it's under official music videos. Okay. Yeah. Band song. Classical song for Gary Finneran. That's my, that's the ex-idol singer that died. That's a piano, classical music. No, no singing. I don't know if it's on here. It's in a, the vein of Turkish March. Okay. That I'm practicing right now. Oh, here we go. There's more stuff here. Son of Bruce Lee. That's that's what? a comedy. Oh, here we go. Uh, this I, I Inferno. Want, here it is. That's surf guitar. But I'm 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 Bruce Lai. I'm Brandon Lai. Brandon. Son of Bruce. It's son of Bruce Lai. Yeah. <laughs> because you know they had the Bruce Lai, right? Oh, I yeah yeah. He was the uh, yeah. Oh my God. Yeah, I was he, watching he, those movies. Are awesome. Yeah, I was watching those movies last summer. I got Taking obsessed his wig with... off. And he's got a wig underneath. Who's this guy? That's Matt. He died, actually. He drowned. Oh, no. Yeah, he slipped. Oh, my God. He... This is awesome. I totally missed this stuff the last time I went through here. Yeah. Okay, this is pretty cool. Yeah, Recon... yeah that's what everyone did. Jeff Scott Soto, everybody. Oh, man. That's the, that's the show. Okay. Yeah, I'm, go I, I'm saving it here for later. I, I got to yeah. check this out. 
And it's the same band members in Dr. Funkenstein because Jamie Brown hired us to do funk in Las Vegas at the the drink. Yeah. And the and, and Rio, the hotel. Yeah. We play there okay. Wednesday and Thursday. We get 600 bucks each. We had it was, a it's great Winnipeg, if you're a kid. In Winnipeg here, we had a band that was uh that was called Boogie Nights. Yes, that's uh, the Boogie Nights. Yeah, we, we had well obviously not the same band, but that no, no, I know who it is though. I know who it is. Because one of, of the singers, yeah, one of the singers that worked for Jamie Brown moved to Canada and stole his idea. Which Whoa. Is, what? Really? Yes. Yeah. The, that's not the real Boogie Nights. That's that the, they stole the idea. Well, I know. Uh, well, yeah, obviously. But uh, I know they, they used to pack. They, they yes. Used to play. We had like a, I don't know, like a disco club in the two thousands or the nineties. Probably. It was. It happened in like nineteen ninety nine. When I was playing disco, it started in 94 when I started was, playing with them. Because it was they started their band Yeah, it was in a revival of disco in the 90s. A huge huh? revival of disco in the 90s. Yes, I was a part of that. I yeah. was one of the first guys they hired. Yeah. I was so 23 had, years old. So they had this Boogie Nights band here. Yes. The, the singer for the Boogie Nights band here, mm -hmm. boy, that guy could sing. He would... Um, yeah. Jamie Brown wouldn't hire anybody unless you could sing. Because he was really particular about the singers because he was an amazing look. Please look up Roxanne after you get done. They just put out a new album yep. uh, on Rat Pat Rec, Rat Pack Records. It got like a million oh, Rat views. Pack? Okay. You'll love the video because George Lynch is they hired George Lynch or they're friends with George Lynch because of Ray Luzier. And okay. Ray Luzier yeah. plays in KXM. Yeah, yeah, yeah. With, yeah. And so they're now they're friends with George Lynch. Oh, and Ray, the singer, wait, wait, hang on, wait. Ray Luzier's in KXM? Yes. It's Ray Luzier, George Lynch, and the singer of King's X. I didn't so, that together. Yeah, so Roxanne reformed, might as well, right? And because uh, that stuff, you know, is kind of popular again, in a way, on the internet. And uh, they got George Lynch, the guest on guitar in one of their videos, which you should see. And it's all girls washing his, him and George Lynch's cars. <laughs> and, then they, and then him and George Lynch have a race on his property because he's like i said he's a rich millionaire because he was actually he got 20 percent of every band and he has so many freaking bands across the country he made millions and uh so he owns a mountain with his house on top of the mountain he's owned it since the 90s and anyways they race on his property because he still lives in the same place up his own road driving drunk and they're all and george Lynch, they finish they pull out and george Lynch is laughing at the end of the music video for roxanne gotta see it Okay. Uh, it's new. That. It's like one year old, two years old, and uh, um, and, and uh, George Lewis goes. He starts laughing. He's like George Lewis is laughing his ass off because they almost run each other off the road. And he goes, "That motherfucker's so drunk right now. <laughs> He's driving drunk on his own property." But you could do that on your own property. Well, sure. Yeah. I, I think George was a bit of a, a maniac. There, there, there was always He's that story when he was almost, he was almost in Aussie. Yeah, uh, and Jakey e. Lee shows up, and then I, I don't know. I think George was like holding out, like for me, I don't know, more money or more creative control or, or, or something. And then Jakey e. Lee came in, and uh, I don't think Sharon Sharon was kind of, Sharon was like having trouble with George. Like, okay, you know what? This is fucking Aussie. Yeah, she don't you're like Aussie gig and get paid nothing, and you're gonna yeah. say nothing about it, right? So right, right. George was waffling. This is pre docking yeah. and and. They ended up going with Jakey e. Lee, and yeah. and George. I think George and Jakey e. Lee had a thing for a while, like where they're like hated each other or something because of really. That. I think so. Yeah, I you have a Jakey e. Lee story. When I was oh. a little kid in music school, well, I noticed that you had a lesson for Red Dragon Cartel on your page. Yes, and yes, I saw I that, and e. I just cheered. Yeah, I have about I have three lessons for that actually. Oh, is there three? Okay, I only There's saw three the of them. Yeah, That's but I just love Jakey e. Lee. Because that's who I wanted to, I thought I kind of looked like him because he looks kind of like half Asian, half uh, white, you know? And that's yeah, basically, yeah, I'm, I'm half Guamanian and half white. Yeah. Eddie Van Halen's half Indonesian, which is what a Guamanian is. Indonesians yeah. leaving on a oh, boat yeah, right, and yeah. finding Guam, which is also what a Native American is, is an Indonesian just traveling down here. You know, sure, so, okay. it, you, you know, brown people that are short. Yeah. And uh, my dad is the tall white guy, so I'm actually kind of tall, but. Well, I'm five ten. You know, I'm not sure. My, my but the Guamanians are very short guys. You know, I'm married to a Portuguese woman. I'm considered a giant at five ten. Yeah, <laughs> my mom says. She, my mom says she don't like Guamanian guys. They're too short. <laughs> <laughs> my mom's four. My mom's four foot. My mom's four foot eleven. Oh, are you kidding me? Yeah. <laughs>
but my Jakey Lee story, it was, yeah. uh, I lived, I'm, I'm from San Diego. The, uh, it's like a, a mixed neighborhood, very poor, you know, everyone was black or, or Asian. And there was like uh, one white biker guy that lived next door that killed himself because his wife dared him to. <laughs> Anyways, uh, well, okay. national city, national city is like hardcore with meth everywhere, all kinds of cholos and stuff. Anyways, uh, but that's how I was raised. It's normal to me. But although I haven't lived there in 30 years, but. I live like in a gated community now for like 20, <laughs> but anyway, eventually you get a certain age, like, oh, okay, enough of that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. But, um, um, I went to his high school, our, our school band went to his high school to visit their school band. You know, just, I don't know why they did that, but during school hours, it was a field trip, you know? Okay. And the school band teacher looked at me and I had long hair, you know, I was like in, in, in the eighth or ninth grade. I had long hair and he goes, you like rock, don't you? And I said, yeah. And, and the teacher, you know, of the uh, Imperial Beach, I believe it was. Well, I think it was. And, and he goes, uh, he goes, you know, Jakey e. Lee used to be used to be a student of mine right in this very class. And I was like, wow, wow. <laughs> you were Jakey e. Lee's school band teacher. Oh my God, I could not believe it. Wow, <laughs> that's awesome, it's amazing. I, I think Jakey e. Lee kind of gets the the short the short end of the stick sometimes when we talk about the, the the great guitar players. He had his own style. Yeah, I always bring him up. The way he would play with his pinky and his thumb. Yeah, yeah. Right to get extra distance. Uh-huh. That's his. That's uh-huh. a signature original yeah. move. But he's a good blues. He's got so much yeah. blues in him, and, and I think I didn't know that either when he until he did Badlands. I was like, wow, he's. Oh, I love Badlands. Ray oh, Gillen. I oh my god, Badlands that's like early. some of the best stuff. I've ever heard, but it's it sounds so, like Led Zeppelin. It's so good. Ray so Gillen good. could sing. I saw him at the Troubadour, we Badlands. Was, did you really? Yeah, and they went to do Dream in the Dream in the Dark. You know that song? Dark, yeah. Oh and he yeah. Hit the high note. Dream yeah. in the Dark. Right. Real yeah. yeah. And so I'm waiting to see if he could do it live, and he doesn't even do the note at all. Well, what? I was so disappointed. Oh, I, pay, I, I paid money to hear you hit that note, cause as a matter of fact. In Imaginal Peace, we played a gig with the Scream at uh, the Vertigo, which is Glam Slam uh, Prince's Club that he sold, okay. and it became oh, Vertigo again. Okay, okay. And uh, um, they had rock concerts there, and, and the Scream with John Karabi from Motley yeah. Crue, you know, like yeah, I told you, with Man yeah, on the yeah. Moon, that Jamie yeah. Brown wrote yep. that song. Yeah. And anyways, um, he um, he was there backstage, and he had his head in a band, and he looked really ill. And, I, and we were all saying oh. something's wrong with Ray. Something's wrong with Ray. And he died of AIDS like two months later. Wow. And he was backstage talking to us, drinking our beer. Because we get there, free beer. You know? There was drinking um, our beer. I, I don't know if you know the whole uh, well, there's I don't know. There's a bunch of stories that came out because I, I mean I was a big Badlands fan. And yeah. Ray Gillen was one of my favorite singers for for forever. He's one but, of the best singers that ever lived, really. Period. I mean, yeah. It's, in, it's insane. But I, I did a cover of his and I I I, I I did a co- I did Dreams in a Dark cover, oh, yeah? but I didn't live up to the vocal, so it's not on. I I How put it on you? private. <laughs> How do you? Like that's an amazing. I, well, I do know I do know one thing. From, like when I was singing regularly, I, my voice got really strong, and I, I got this from Sammy Hagar. He goes, whenever you rest your voice, he goes, um, before I go on tour, I I practice singing for two months straight until it gets really strong, like steel belted radial tires. And I go, that's how you get that sound. You don't just do it. It's it's building up the muscles. Oh, no, for the, sure. Yeah. It's no over different t- if you, if, over time. If you're, if you're training to be a runner. Yeah. You got to go run. But if you want to sing a different style of music, that's more muscle. If you want to sing high, it's like stretching yeah. as well. You know, because not only is just muscle being uh, um, at, activating correctly, but also, you know, stretching because hit the note, you need to be a certain amount of stretch. Sure. When we did, when Todd and I did Dome, which was the the last band we were in before I took a break because I had kids, was I had to sing a different style that was more muscular, that was more, more like that. That's not how I hate singing like that, to be honest. It's a pain in my ass, right? It's hard. It's easier to sing. Easier to sing like Journey, really. (laughs) I didn't sing that way. So I had to learn and I actually trained myself to sing that way. Because I don't sing that way, right. so now I'm trying to unlearn—not unlearn, but you know—try my you know exercise in different ways to get the voice back to what it was before, where yeah. I'd be hitting higher notes. So you play drums and sing? Yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, so those are the two instruments that you play? Yep. 
and, primarily uh, and and piano. Oh, nice. Yeah. What style? And of piano. Yeah, various. Because no, most piano uh, players it, kind it, of vary. Well, it's very rudimentary. Like I use it to, to just for composition, just to compose. Yeah, yeah. Like the, I do the all chords. my writing. piano. Yeah, I do yeah. all my writing, so it's not great. But basically, I'll write a piano part give it to Todd and then Todd translates it to guitar. That's like yeah. a Beatles style thing. Like John Lennon is not a piano player, but he writes or, sure. you know, even okay. composes yeah. on the piano. Yeah, sure. Yeah. That's the way, it, because as a drummer, writing songs is a bit different. <laughs> yeah. You know, but I always come up with the beat first and then the melody of the, like my looper pedal. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Where I come up with the beat first. Yeah, yeah. That's what throws it out of order. Cause you know, like usually I would write a song where you're coming up with like the riff first, like something catchy to sing over. Or maybe you might come up with a melody in your head. Or oh, the melody's always last for me. It's always the beat first. Always, always. Yeah, yeah. But that's what I. That's why I like trying to write in different ways, starting yeah. with the drums, for instance. Yeah. So that whole album that you were listening to, that's all drums first, every single yeah. track. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's usually the way I go at it too. But um, I'm actually really excited. I'll share this with you. I'm really excited. My my daughter started taking piano lessons last year. She's uh, six. What piano teacher you know? What's that? I'm a piano teacher. I didn't know you. That's were. what I do for a living. Well, I knew you were. I, I thought it was. I just assumed it was guitar, and that was it. No, I I, I teach piano, guitar, bass, vocals, nice. but 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 no one calls for anything but guitar and piano. You know, really. Sure. I mean, I, sometimes I'll teach ukulele. Sometimes I'll teach bass, and sometimes I'll teach uh, uh, vocals. But usually, almost everybody wants to take either guitar or piano. Almost always, and mostly what? piano. Okay, good. Because I, I was going to ask you a question about that because the way the music is going nowadays, there's less guitar and things and it's usually just... Um, you mean on the top 40 radio? Yeah. Like there's yeah, but there's some, there's some rock bands breaking out now, like Dirty Honey, for instance, which is like a Led Zeppelin-y pop. It's kind yeah. of, to me, it sounds like a Torah Torah, like poppy. Oh, you know what I mean? They're, they're pretty good. Oh, uh, I love Tora, Tora, the singer's Tora. amazing, actually. The singer of Dirty Honey is really amazing. But there's a lot I of rock bands. I've got to go listen to the, so the, the Tora Tora vibe. Then? They're huge. Dirty Honey is huge. When I turn on classic rock radio, that's one of the only bands that they play that are new. There's really? two of them. The other one's a girl singer. I don't really like them, though. The lyrics suck. It's talking about partying too. It's like, oh. you know, partying or something. Too, yeah, too yeah. basic. The lyric isn't good. But the Dirty Honey song, the dude can sing. Like Led Zeppelin. Like, okay, he's like I'm, Badlands. Okay, he's like Badlands. Okay, I'm going to check like it out. Like a wannabe Robert Plant. Oh yeah, what I was going to say about what I was going to say about Ray Gillen was I don't know if you I don't know if you're a streaming guy or not if you listen to music on streaming on or, YouTube constantly I, that's all I do. But the first Badlands album is really hard to find on streaming. I have it. Oh, I have it too. I bought like yeah. I have it on CD. I have it in real. But the Voodoo one I don't Voodoo Highway I don't have, so I actually have to look that up on YouTube. The, the second one is available on like Spotify and everything, but the first yeah. one the band. Well, why gets, buy it if you could just hear it on YouTube, right? Oh yeah, but they yeah. get screwed on the first one. They the record label refuses to release the first Badlands CD on Why? Spotify and everything. Because it still sells. Because it still sells or it doesn't sell. No, because I think there was uh th there's a big po political thing that they oh. pissed off the label or I, I don't know. What the, I mean, I, I'm not on the inside circle. Obviously. Oh, it's two different labels. No, no, same label, but they for oh. some reason they they wouldn't release the first album. But they released the second one. Yeah, but that second one has the best song on both albums. That the girl is the last time okay. I said oh. I'm falling in That's, love. Oh, yeah. But he's like sky high. Yeah, yeah. Oh God. The last time that That's song is good. bad. But oh, I that video. They're in Mexico. Okay, I gotta go back. I always listen to the first one because that—that's where I fell in love. The with. they have a music video for that. It yeah. Jakey oh, Lee it, yeah. looks so cool because there's like a. They're in Mexico on a dirt road, yeah. and the whole band's playing in the middle of the road, watch, and, and and there's like watch, poor Mexicans the all around of, them, you know. There's a good making uh, of 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 that video, which is pretty entertaining to watch, where you get to see uh, them uh, kind of setting up for shots and stuff. The for that bass, video, the bass player for for that. For which band, video? Um, for for the last last time. Yes, um, that video. A uh, Greg Chiason or whatever. Yeah, he's, different bass player. He's fucking hilarious. Oh yeah, you know I've seen that. Actually, I've seen that. Yeah, yeah, it's good. that just dawned on me. Yeah, yeah. I remember no, he was funny. Yeah. Yeah, and um, I don't remember what he said, but I remember he was funny. 
one of my favorite drummers was in the first incarnation of the band, which is probably why I lean towards Eric Singer. Yeah, I'm a Kiss guy. Oh yeah, no, I love Kiss. Yeah, yeah, I saw Kiss. I've seen times, Kiss a bunch of times. Now that I think about it, I took my son to see Kiss with Aerosmith. Oh yeah, his name's Tyler. My son's name's Tyler. I named him after Steven Tyler. Sure. And I said, see that guy right there? I na- his name is Steven Tyler. He's the reason why your name is Tyler. Oh, like, oh, you wow. saw the Kiss Aerosmith. Joint. Kiss Aerosmith. Yeah, I took oh, yeah. I took my son to see that when he was oh, wow. only like eight years old or younger. I think it was like six years old. He's 20 now. And uh, and then when we saw Gene Simmons and he spit or he breathed fire, my son hid behind my leg. <laughs> Isn't that funny? <laughs> I think I think Kiss is the band I've seen the most times live for sure. Oh By really? Far. Yeah, oh, Kiss yeah. is yeah probably Kiss and Van Halen probably about the same and Aerosmith those three bands. Van Halen because they always tour and it's always Van Halen, be good. but Van Halen never came to where we lived. Me and Todd we suffered a drought where we grew up. But there's all that footage of them playing in Toronto. No, no, we lived in New Brunswick. I don't know what that means. It, the difference, you know. It, yeah, New Brunswick is northeastern Canada. It's this tiny speck of a place. We never got any. The only person like you know Maine. who came through where Maine is way the hell up there in the coast. Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> so it's we like, live north it's, of it's that. Around there, we're actually really close. We're right next door. To, we were right next door to Maine. The only guy who would freak, the only band that would come through all the time, yeah. Burton Cummings. That's it. <laughs> and, and Skid Row. And, and no, and Gordon Lightfoot. All what about time. Slick Toxic? Nope. So but they live there. We had to move away. To see a band, so my, my Brian Adams. I think, geez, he must have come through. Hey, Todd. The only, I know Todd. I saw Alanis Morissette. Todd got in trouble. Todd got in trouble. He actually drove. Well, I don't know if you got in trouble. You drove all the way to Halifax, which is in another province, and it pretty far away. Yeah. He drove all the way to Halifax just to see Triumph because Triumph. That's my stepfather's Triumph. favorite band. Too, too, pretty much. Awesome. Triumph and Mahogany Rush. Keith, you gotta listen to Mahogany, Mahogany Rush. Rush. I, I didn't I didn't go there to see see Triumph. Where did you see Triumph? At the Moncton Coliseum. Pa- in Moncton? Yeah, we had that big pa- 72 uh was it Newport Chrysler. And in the front where you, if <laughs> when you opened up the hood, you could fit it like almost a it was a six pack or a whole twelve you could fit in the front of that thing because it was so huge. <laughs> that, wow. that was the first. It was uh that Triumph was Triumph. And who? Triumph, I think, with Thunder Seven tour. Uh, oh, yeah, and then I saw Honeymoon Suite. Oh my Honeymoon God! Honeymoon Suite. Yeah, those were the two yeah. bands. You know I Honeymoon saw. Suite, Keith. What? You know Honeymoon Suite. Yeah. Oh, they're so good. Yeah, oh, yeah. That's that's Canadian royalty there for sure. Oh really? Oh God, yeah. They're Canadian band. I didn't know they were Canadian. Canadian. Oh no, they're like from Toronto or somewhere around Toronto. Yeah. So, so what about Alanis Morissette? Does she play out there? Did you guys get to see that? Oh yeah, but I, we, yeah, we moved away. You guys don't like the girl bands? I like the girl bands too. I, I, I love Alanis. Like Morissette. Tori Amos. I was Tori just Amos remembering awesome. how much I loved her for listening to her on YouTube. I was like, I bought this CD. This was amazing. But we moved like we moved away from there in '87 to where we are now, and we actually got concerts in this in this town. Probably we'd probably get 25 percent of the concerts that were touring. So I saved myself for Kiss for my first concert. I refused to see anyone else and then kiss came through in, in 85 yeah, yeah we, i saw them with queens right is that the tour uh no well it was but in canada they had anthrax opening for them oh okay so, i actually went to the concert for queens and that's when i fell in love with kiss are you serious because they took off their makeup right before i got into rock because i was like into kenny rogers i did kenny rogers in a talent show that's the first thing i ever performed at school oh, everyone right. made fun of me i was wearing a cowboy hat <laughs> and a suit I had a gun holster. Yes. They opened up the curtain and my whole class in the school was in the auditorium. And my best friend, Billy Howell and Jericho Collada were in the front row because my class was in the front row for some reason. And they were in the very front row. And as soon as they opened it and they saw me dressed like that, Billy Howell went, ah! <laughs> and I got so embarrassed that the teacher said, if you get scared, look at the clock above everyone's head. So I just stared at the clock the whole time. Wow. <laughs> I fell in. I, I had a gun holster with a pop gun. I was supposed to shoot it at the end of the song. I'm singing along to the vinyl record. I, I'm out, I hope it don't skip. I hope it don't skip. And uh, and I, I I I chickened out and I didn't pull out my pop gun. I chickened out. I felt it was already too cheesy. I couldn't go any further. 
And anyways, I walked out to the schoolyard and all my friends were going, that was so horrible. That was the worst shit I ever saw in my life. And this one, and this kid walked up and, he, and Michael Potter, I'll never forget it. He walked up and he goes, I thought it was pretty good. And I was like, oh, thank you. I felt so much better. <laughs> a Kenny no, I, Rogers fan. I love Kenny Rogers. The sad thing about that Kiss concert, Keith, was I was yeah. a big Kiss fan from from 1970. I think it was around 1978 when we were when I was introduced around Alive Two, and he, I, I was such a big fan. And then they took the makeup off, and in my head, they were the biggest band in the world still. But when they came to Winnipeg, where we are, and Anthrax opened for them, once Anthrax was done their set, half the crowd left. They came for wow. Anthrax and Kiss. That was when I realized, oh, nobody likes Kiss anymore. Yeah, what's is funny because I actually, now that I think about it, I actually bought Lick It Up because I love the song Lick It Up. Lick it Up is awesome. I thought it was like the, the album is kick ass. Yeah, and I just like that. I like the lyrics. I thought that was like the dirtiest, sleaziest. I, I yeah. was like, oh, can you say that? I like that you keep, that they're saying that. This is, you know, when you're little, you know, that seems so shocking. On that album, Vinnie Vincent wrote eight of ten of those songs. And I love Vinnie Vincent too. In in honesty, he actually wrote the songs, and then Gene would add a couple of lines. Paul would add a couple of lines, so they would get songwriter credit, right? But Vin, that's Vinnie's album. Yeah, I bought that Vinnie Vincent record too when I was little. Invasion. Everyone made fun of me too. They're like, "Oh, oh no, my god, that's awesome. totally gay." No like, man, it was awesome. I was like, "They're hard rock." I go, "But they're wearing pink and everything in the video." I go, "That's because they have the guts to wear pink in the video." What? <laughs> yeah. Boys, boys are gonna I still rock. love it though. Boys are gonna rock is still one of my favorite all time. That videos. video, and then the guy jumps out on fire. Yeah, I thought yeah. that was his. Dude, and he's breaking he everything. Flying he got the right into the amp there. Oh man. Yeah, so, I, I love the pink guitar. I love Vinnie Vincent. I'm not sorry, but that's like that was oh, a Vinnie big Vin influence on me when I was little. Oh, Vinnie's total. I like that it was like total nonsensically loud and fast. Yeah. Like yeah. It's so not even mute. Not not even like Trump. You know, it's, it seemed more metal to me than no. The Vincent, did you know? Good. Did you know what Vinnie Vincent's background was in, though? It no. was in uh, Roy Clark, oh, Chet Atkins, all that stuff. He was a finger picker. That's wow. No, I didn't know that. that. He wrote, um, oh, my God, what's that guy's name? Um, you know John Waite? He had a song yeah. called Missing You. Yeah. He was a, oh, I love that he wrote, song. He wrote one of his songs on his album. He was a songwriter that went around and wrote songs for, for hit artists. Yeah, I thought he had a hell of good songs. And but, I thought the singer was amazing. The guy that wound up being in Slaughter. I'm oh, like, yeah. God, this guy, guy can sing. The guy on the first album, John Fleischman, because he had two different singers. Mark Slaughter was the second singer, actually. I thought that Mark Slaughter was actually the singer. Yeah, I knew there was a Robert Robert Fleischman. And yeah. I thought that he sang some of the tracks or something like that. No, he sang everything. And then when but the guy the, on the first, the guy singing on Boys Are Gonna Rock. That is a Mark Slaughter, yeah. But yeah, Fleischman, that's what I'm saying. So that's a, it's a combination, right? Of two yeah, Fleischman, on record. Fleischman was let go because he wasn't flamboyant looking enough. Yeah, I he saw the reunion like, with him. Like Fleischman sang with Journey. Like that's did you that see the re- background. Did you see the reunion with them on YouTube where, where yeah. Vinnie Vincent actually oh, yeah. did a duet with on acoustic oh, yeah. guitar? Yeah, that's cool. I I was like, warm warm my heart. Oh yeah, because yeah. no one likes Vinnie Vincent as a person. So I'm like, I'm glad someone's being nice to him. That's that's still true. Unfortunately, right? That's still, yeah, because he's supposed to be like a flake or something like that. But hey, man, the way I look at it is he does it his way. Well, that's that's a thing. That's it. Something to me, like, you know, because when you're in bands and stuff, there's so much compromise and uh, personalities getting along and all this stuff. I really hate all that stuff because the singer of, uh, I think it was uh, Bad Religion or one of those punk bands, he was saying, actually, it doesn't matter. He was saying that. Oh no! It was a, a minor threat. Remember minor threat? Oh yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah, uh, Ian Mackay. Ian Mackay, yeah. Yeah, he uh, he, he said this minor he, threat. Yeah. He's like a teacher now or something like that. Yeah. He was saying, he goes, I, I always thought I wanted to be in a band when I was growing up, and then when he goes, I wanted to write songs and be in a band, and he goes, then I just realized I just wanted to write songs and be a musician, but the band part, all the politics and stuff, uh, he, he didn't realize that how how distracting it is and, and how much compromise. I don't like that song or I, I, that's not punk enough and you can't just do what you want to do. And so that's why I'm solo. I've been solo since 95 as far as original songs go, since after yeah. the X-Idols. I quit that before that record actually even came out. 
So my songs aren't even on the record. So if you listen to the record, there's two different guitar sounds. The ones that I played on, on the singer's songs. And, and actually, my, and there's another guitar player. And th this is sad, because this is some of my best songs I ever wrote. And, uh, and, and you can see, this, see me performing them live on YouTube. Somebody, but it's not on my channel. Somebody filmed me playing. But, um, but if you Google it, you can see me playing Keith Kessinger live. You can see me yeah. playing original songs. There's those songs, some of them anyway. Um, but this is sad. This is, this is what it's like to be in a freaking band or have a record deal where you're not the one putting it out. Um, I've uploaded that to YouTube and the guitar player that replaced me, I got a notice from YouTube saying that they have the copyright to that name and you can't mm -hmm. upload those songs. But those are my songs. So if I record those songs myself, which I plan on doing, um, but I want to do them well, you know, um, um, cause I never sold the publishing, but see what I mean? Like that kind of yeah, stuff, true. you know what I mean? It's like, just gets on my nerves. Cause all I want to do is just make songs and, and yeah. do what I be an artist. And so all the being in a band stuff is to, to me, like not very fun. Cover bands are a little different because you're not arguing about anything. No. Cause you know what I mean? There's no creative, you're going to do your disco set or your eighties band set or your Van Halen tribute songs. What are you going to argue about? Should we play big, bad bill is sweet William now? <laughs> are you really going to argue about that? I'd love to. You know what I mean? Talk. You're not going to argue about that. Cause you don't even care. You know? Yeah. It's not your song. It's not even Van Halen's song. Well, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey, uh, Keith, I think we're going to wrap it up. Okay. We're having a good time, but the promise I made to my wife is I always put the kids to bed. Oh, no problem. Always, no problem. always. So that's, and it's, uh, it's eight 30. It, it's bedtime for them. So, um, I get some more man, stuff I, to I, listen I, to. What? I get some more stuff to listen to. Yeah. You got to check out some I'm of gonna that be, stuff. I'm going to be on YouTube tomorrow. Just looking at everything. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Everything we'll we'll yeah. send you our stuff too, just to show you how varied, uh, don't forget to check this one out. The sec it's called, Actually, it's the second song on side two, Hit and Run, written by Juan Cruchier. He wrote the words Don was saying. He goes, you did? And then he just talked about it on YouTube. Oh, check out for sure. But you know how like Juan from Rat can write songs? Oh, yeah, for sure he can. Yeah. That's the, that song should have been a hit. It's ridiculous. I'm going to listen to that tomorrow for sure. Yeah. Um, hey, where can we find you? How do we find... Uh... I only have a YouTube channel. My wife started an Instagram for me, but I refuse to look at it. Because <laughs> it's too distracting. Yeah, It's maybe. too much to think about. My wife made me start an Instagram for the, for this channel too, and I don't know, I'm kind of on there, but not really. It's too much to write. It's too much. I, I don't know. No, I'm not a I'm not an internet guy. As far as I wouldn't want what I didn't like about it compared to YouTube, it does that Facebook thing, which I also don't have. Is they start referring to you old friends that you don't even talk to anymore yeah, from like 30 I, years yeah. ago, and some of them yeah. are like people that were mean to you. You're like, yeah, hey man, I I, I texted that guy and he was didn't even text me back. You know, yeah, you're referring me up. <laughs> Yeah, I yeah. want to be friends with him. He made right, fun of so me playing I, Kenny Rogers. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he made fun of me. So I always looked at it like I just what I like about YouTube is I could put out my songs. If someone talks to me about something, they're gonna only talk to me about you know my songs. I don't want to talk about like I remember uploading something to Facebook. They would ignore that, and then if I uploaded like a childhood photo, everyone would comment on that. I'm yeah. like, well, this doesn't mean no good at all. No, I know. And then, like, if I say something like political or that something got on my nerves politically, like I remember, like some people got on there all mad and like, no, nah, I thought you were my friend. Why would you do that? You know, like you're all mad at me because of, because of that. Like, who yeah. cares? You uh, know, it's just a freaking. I saw something on the news that annoyed me, and you're gonna like, you know, how people are so uppity about the uh, new, uh, politics. Yeah. Uh, there's things that I think it's like, come on, dude, calm the hell down. What the hell's wrong yeah, with you? Talk about art. Yeah, we can still be friends. Right. I, I'm here for art. <laughs> Now, I shouldn't even have said nothing in the first place, but damn, I can't even express myself. Like the song, the last song I did, or the second to the last song I did, Face of Pure Gold, is is about politics in a way, but I frame it where it's about statues in Egypt so you won't get mad. <laughs> nice. All right, I think we're almost done here. Okay, I'm okay. Oh, yeah, nice to meet you guys. Minute. Corey, you didn't save too much, but nice to meet you too. You need to. You guys had a good thing going on, so I just I didn't want to interrupt. <laughs> uh, no problem, no problem. Nice. Okay, thanks a lot, Keith. Man, take yeah, care. Thanks a lot. Peace and love. All right. See you, Todd. See you, Sean. Thank you. Okay, thanks. <laughs>